0: Welcome, one and all, to a new episode of the 3P Pod. We are uh, recording this on Thursday, February 13th, 2020. This is the Thursday after the opening day of free agency. Um, Darrell Walker is holding everything up, but we decided (laughs) that we might as well record a free agent review because a lot of big names and big moves have been made. I am John.
1: Matt here.
2: And Tyler.
0: So, like I said, because of Darrell Walker and only him, uh, there's a lot of names still on the board for free agency. But we wanted to get some content out there. We really wanted to talk about the moves that have been made. So what this episode is going to look like is we're going to do a team-by-team breakdown where we're going to give our pick for uh, what their best pickup slash re-signing was what the worst loss the team suffered was in, or has suffered in free agency, and then we're going to talk about the biggest gap they have to fill. Uh, For some teams, this is going to be more obvious than others. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure we're going to have a lot of the same names, but also going to have a lot of different stuff to talk about. And at the end of the episode, we're all going to give our winner up to this point of CFL Free Agency 2020. Uh, Everybody, are you prepared? As
1: ready as I'll ever be.
0: All right. We're going to kick it off with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I'll start, uh, their biggest, uh, pickup slash re-signing. Hamilton's a team that has re-signed a lot of players, not had many big, uh, new pickups. Uh, and in my mind, Dylan Wynn defensive line coming off a year with 52 tackles and 11 sacks as an interior lineman, uh, is a massive, massive retention, uh, and somebody that's going to, absolutely uh put hamilton in a position to win the east back-to-back years
1: nice uh my biggest uh, this is a signing uh bringing devier posey over um, from montreal i think is a, a huge uh pickup for them it allows brandon banks who kind of carried the load um all, the best defender was always on brandon banks um and which kind of left uh, guys like jalen Acklin. Um, and their fullbacks and tight ends, their slot backs, um, kind of carrying the load. Now this gives a huge uh, deep field target um, for Masoli or Evans, um, which I think will be uh, such huge a ridiculous, for
0: them. Sign, ridiculously good signing. Yeah, especially the, after losing uh, Braylon Addison. Yeah, like they needed that for sure number two guy, and yeah. woo, did they find him? <laughs> I agree.
2: I was going with DeVere Posey as well for replacing Braylon Addison. And, uh, you know, I, the Masoli signing's good because it shows, like, they're they're going to put faith in him mm-hmm. and bringing him back. So, that, I mean, that's important, but I think in terms of uh, the cha- the changes or keeping that offense high-flying and uh, repeating as East champions, I think it's, like, a,
1: I think it's their best bet. Oh, preview of our uh, Pred show, yeah, beginning oh, exactly. of the season Pred show. Um,
0: for their biggest loss... Um, for me, this was a toss-up uh, between Justin Tuggle or, or this man, Richard Leonard. I decided to go with Richard Leonard, you know, coming off a 55 tackle, four interception season, East All-Star. Uh, they're okay at defensive back. They still have Frankie Williams, Delvin Bro. So it's not like that group is absolutely suffering, but it's an All-Star. When you lose an All-Star, it's never good. So that's probably the biggest loss I have for them.
1: Yeah. Uh, mine is Justin Tuggle. Um, yeah. He will show up later um, on my list. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that was a a huge, huge loss for them. But I think they're still in, in really good shape.
2: I'm with the Tugs. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Like I said, he will be on my list uh, later as well. Um, as for their biggest gap that they still need to do work I had a tough time coming up with one for Hamilton. They did so well at retaining uh, players at the positions they need them be, bringing in guys like Don Jackson, bringing in Larry Dean, Devere Posey. For me, the like I said, the most glaring loss was Richard Leonard. So if you can add somebody to that defensive backfield to co- again add to Frankie Williams, Delvin Bro. Uh, that's going to really sure up that
1: position, but I'm stretching here. <laughs> For me, it's a, a, a top flight running back. Um, you know, Don Jackson, uh, Malik Irons, they their guys, I guess, right now, and then Sean Thomas Earlington, depending on injuries, um, but don't have a, a top flight running back that can be a difference maker. Uh, Somebody like, uh, you know, Skatch has it when William Powell, Andrew Harris, um, you know, they did okay last year running wise. But um, that could really, I I, I don't want them to slip into the Calgary uh, conundrum where everyone knows what they're going to do because they don't have a ground threat. I don't think they're there yet, but um, a, a big running back signing would be huge.
2: So they were second in terms of player retention. So they have 15 returning players. Second to only, you know, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders.
0: Yes, (laughs) I am aware of that team.
2: (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I think think they're confident in the team that they have. To Matt's point, like that was something that was missing in the championship game. That and the ability to stop pretty much runs up the middle. Um, So those two things... uh, uh, it may need to be addressed midseason. If if it's not, if there, those problems continue to be exploited, very
0: good. All right, we're moving on to the Montreal Alouettes. For me, their biggest signing happened a little bit before uh, the 11th free agency window officially opened up, because this man was a free agent, uh, unsigned, James Wilder Jr. You uh, are correct. Coming yep. off that's a year. A, now, that's, that's a three. Here's the stats. That's layup. And he and. Coming off a year for a terrible Toronto team where he, you know, he had playing time issues, and he was always in conflict. But he still managed to do, uh, I think, 469 or 464. I can't tell which number I wrote. Uh, yards rushing and one touchdown. Uh, added 415 receiving yards and four touchdowns. Uh, one thing I want to key in on, though, his yards per carry was 5.2 yards. That's still impressive. So the skill is still there. And with Montreal uh, losing William Stanback, that is a big, big move for them.
1: Nice, um, yeah, that, that's an easy one. Uh, okay. They're <laughs> their second in rush yards. last year with stand back. That's a huge gap to fill, and I yeah. think they've done it. so
2: yeah, that's a that's a unanimous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, for their biggest loss, quick shout out to the retired now, Jeremiah Johnson.
1: R-I-P-I-P. one of my favorite
0: players uh, since I was a kid and he was with the ducks, not a kid. I guess I was like in high school. but my God, love that man. So great career. Uh, For me, I have their biggest loss uh, as Chris Ackie, who's headed to Toronto. Now, he only played 11 games last year, but he managed 43 tackles in those 11 games, and he's that key national status uh, to be a ratio breaker on your defense. A guy you're not starting because of where he was born. You're starting him because of his skill, and that really is huge. Uh,
1: For me, I have uh, two of their defensive backs, I did a couple combos. That,
0: no, that's that's all right. That, Levels. No. Patrick
2: Levels, Tommy Campbell. Is yeah. that what you had, Tyler? Uh, I had Patrick Levels, but also if you go on the CFO website to look at Patrick Levels' page, his, uh, <laughs> his stock photo is him in grills.
1: Oh, that's sick. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Montreal last year was last in sacks, and I believe um, –
2: he had five.
1: Seventh in interceptions, mm-hmm. um, which is just is not good. And to lose two you know, very good defensive backs hurts a lot. Yeah. Tyler, you had the same.
2: I had levels. Yeah, levels had five sacks out of the DB position, which is pretty good for a DB yep. over the course of the season. Two forced fumbles, 86 tackles. That's a lot of tackles to replace. So I think that's the biggest loss. So, uh, yeah, levels.
0: Just, and so I guess for my, as we're moving on to the biggest gap they have to fill, I'm going to piggyback on you two. Mine is defensive backfield, losing Tommy Campbell, losing Patrick levels. (laughs) Now they retained, uh, Sionte Evans, which is great for them. Uh, but yeah, those two names are glaring misses and they need to replace them or try to.
1: Yeah. Uh, for me, it's the downfield receivers, uh, (sighs) Especially with so many uh, options still out there. Um, yeah. You know, Luke Tasker, obviously, Darrell Walker. looks like the press time, he might be signing with BC. Um, but they really didn't add, um, I guess they re-signed Brian Jones. They got and, Gina Lewis. Yeah. So I just think that uh, that's what they, you know, still plenty of options out there. That's a great thing right yeah. now is... Things have kind of settled down. Um, yeah. but there's still a lot of great talent out there. Probably too good a talent out there. It's, if we're being yeah. honest.
2: Is... I think that I think they're gonna be relying on two things. I think they're gonna be relying one on James Wilder sucking in defenders to open up receivers. And I think they're gonna be relying, which I don't think is a good idea considering his injuries, is relying on the quarterback to run. Yes. I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be a heavy run team in a league that does not reward many heavy run teams. If unless you're really elite at it.
0: Yeah, I think that's That's fair. I like Uh, it. Okay, moving on to Ottawa. Uh, This actually, their biggest pickup is a great pickup, Cleon Lang for me. That's mine as well. Um, Again, a national, uh, 27 tackles and seven sacks last season for, again, I love to say it, a terrible Toronto team, because I don't know (laughs) if I'll get to
1: say it so much next year or this
0: upcoming (laughs) season. Uh, So Cleon Lang was a great job by Ottawa.
1: Uh, I also have Cleon Lang. Yeah, um, I, I looked a lot at where teams stacked up against each other in some key offensive and defensive categories. Mm-hmm. Um, for Ottawa, uh, seventh in sacks and um, down at the very bottom in interception. So uh, a big defensive pickup yeah. is is huge.
2: Yeah. For me, it's the commitment to Arbuckle moving forward. Uh, that's fair. Huh. Uh, he was a free agent. He was a free agent. That uh, is fair. They could they could have gone after Matt Nichols if they wanted to. They decided that that if they me. were smart. If they were smart, so I think actually I think it's like a huge decision, right? Like yeah, it's massive. It's massive the fact they didn't go for Nichols. So well, and it's massive
0: how much money they threw at him.
2: So I think in terms of size of the deal, the decision to not go with Nichols, I, I, the GM is. Uh, I, I don't. I, I admittedly don't know the names of all the GMs of these teams. I know I'm
0: Marcel Desjardins. I think
2: yeah, that's Desjardins. I, I think he's going to be hanging his hopes or his job on the success or failure of Nick Arbuckle. So uh,
0: yeah. Uh, we're well, moving on to biggest loss. Um, for me currently, I think c- talk to me in a week and I'll probably say, uh, Dom rhymes. Uh, but currently their biggest loss for me is uh J.R. Tavai or Tavai. I'll probably butcher that. Yeah, uh, 49 the- <laughs> tackles, seven sacks, three forced fumbles. Uh, when you bring in a guy like Cleon Lang, you say, Oh, I want to pair him with, uh, Great other defensive lineman, but yeah. instead, Tavai just heads out over, switches to the West Coast in BC.
1: Yeah, well, it's well, it's weird. Ottawa didn't lose. Like I have, well, they lose five people. Yeah, but that's so currently. far and four to BC. Yeah, that's a little strange. But yeah, mine is also Jer Tavai. Um, just there, they weren't <laughs> they weren't great last year. No. Um, so I, I I'm not very pleased with Ottawa's. Free agent moves.
0: They, for the second they year. are. I thought they are fucking up right now. <laughs> I don't I'm know sorry. I'm uh, sorry. De
2: Dan is on the hot seat.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Hugely. Dude, it is bad.
2: Uh, to be fair, they only lost guys that are mostly special teams guys, so the, the list is short. So Devay is really the only. Well, answer.
0: currently though, they've only lost that.
2: Okay. Well, the, what the I'm an- saying
0: is, when the next ball drops and Darrell Walker signs. So are they going to bring – why is Caleb Hawley still a free agent? Why is Dom Rimes still a free agent? Who is going to be their running back next year? Like I, they just seem to have no weapons around the quarterback who they just spent a bunch of money bringing in.
2: No. Did Desjardins bring in Manziel?
0: Uh, no, Manziel never played for Ottawa.
2: Oh, sorry. He came right. into Toronto and then was traded
1: to Montreal?
0: Hamilton then to Montreal. Okay.
1: Hamilton, Montreal, yeah. Um, well, I guess that walks in right to the biggest gap for Ottawa, which is offensive players. Yep, weapon. weapons. Weapons. <laughs> Receivers and running People backs. People I mean... to
2: catch the ball and run, with, and run with the ball. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs>
1: it's just like very strange. Yeah, well, but they uh, signed
2: a punter and a kicker in the same offseason. That's
1: huge. And I, I, I want to point to uh,
0: an article by Chris O'Leary um, on CFL.ca. And so the headline is, uh, you know, Red Blacks and Argos look for bounce back seasons, but take different approaches. (laughs) The different approaches is that uh, Toronto is doing something about their bad season, and Ottawa is doing nothing.
2: Okay, well, they they, they signed Anthony Coombs. Is that going to be their running back? Uh, No.
0: Okay, Anthony Coombs, like, I'm not trying to shit on him. I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's a number one option at running back. They signed six
2: defensive backs. They
0: did well on the defense. I'm not like they, the Don yeah, Unamu most pickup. Of their... The defense is good, but when you sign a franchi- who you think is going to be a franchise quarterback and then you don't currently put weapons around him, yeah. that is really odd.
1: Very strange.
0: <laughs> Let's move on to Toronto.
1: Okay.
0: Um, for me, no-brainer, the man who, before he got injured was completing 71% of his passes for 1,936 yards and 15 <laughs> touchdowns in only nine games, Matt Nichols.
1: That is correct.
0: Toronto's going to be so good. Dude, I don't know if they're going to be good, but they are They are giving it the old college try, and I actually I applaud them for it greatly. Tyler, well, do you I have mean, Nichols as well?
2: Nichols yeah, I mean, the
1: big up, thing is no, just uh, stopping the QB carousel. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't look it up, but I, I, I think there's been like six starting quarterbacks over the last uh, two years. Like six different people have started Toronto games, and it's crazy. <sighs> yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. Um,
2: yeah, I also I also like that they they got you know if DeVaris Daniels has a oh, bounce. Oh, I, I a, mean, they're ba- Yeah, we'll back talk back.
0: more about Toronto later on. Th- they have a whole lot of good signings.
2: Yeah. They do. They they got te- and they also got free agents from people that played on good teams. Yep. Which is I think important to note because it's good to bring in winning culture. So, yes. You know, and they're taking players from from the west, from the best teams in the west and bringing them to the east.
0: You know, I mean, oh, I guess I'll just touch on it really quickly because we save time all agreeing on Matt Nichols. But uh, <laughs> Breskison, Daniels, TJ Jones, Natea J are four of the players they've signed, all receivers. Three of those guys are Canadian. Like, talk about like being going to go be able to outfit your offensive line um, with American players if that's what they choose to do. I think that's kind of where it's leading um but for having you know matt you talked about the roster turnover in toronto at the receiver position being a big story heading into free agency and they so far have done an incredible job of filling that void yeah um but that doesn't stop me from the fact that their biggest loss and the cfl's biggest loss is my man sj green Facts. (laughs)
2: that, facts. <laughs> facts only.
0: Coming off a thousand-yard season, only four touchdowns, but, you know, what can you do? Going you to not the XFL. I have never hated a league more. I was so excited to see SJ leave Toronto and play on a contender like a Skatch or like a Calgary maybe. But no, he goes to the XFL, and it is a shame on everything.
1: I am a million percent confident that he will be back in the league come June.
0: So the issue is, is that, so, okay, so I I saw those reports that like, right, the XFL season ends May 31st and then he can come sign back with a CFL team. But the concern that teams have with that is, play. so he's going to play a, 10 ge- he's going to play 10 football games and then come and play 18 more football games? That just doesn't make sense for a 34, 35-year-old guy. So I'm less confident. What I would like to see happen is for the XFL to fold, and then he can
1: come back to see <laughs> Yeah, uh, My top loss, and this is the also, the gap um, is their running back core. Yeah. Now, Marcus Thigpen is a, a big signing. Um, I don't think he's been given the opportunity to really uh, stretch his legs, as it were. Um, but to lose Wilder, Rainey, and Burks, uh, Rainey being a, a pretty good returner as well, um, is is just a big gap that they'll need to fill. Oh. C.J. Gable, that's my, like, all,
0: my my yeah my gap for them is the running backs as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. Currently, they have another former FSU player uh, to take James Wilder's place with Carlos Williams. He's gonna. This is gonna be his first year in the league. But that's kind of odd that they're just. Maybe he'll be great, but they're pegging all their hopes on him as the (laughs) starter currently. So, I'm
2: kind of. I'm kind of stuck between uh, kicker Ronnie Pfeffer uh, and QB Dakota Prukop. No, uh, I think that two losses that are three. They they lost three defensive backs to Edmonton. I know it's so weird. It's kind of weird, but it's <laughs> it a, is really weird. Um, you know, Tremaine Washington's pretty good at three picks last year. I, I think that's more of like a, a the collective of losing three defensive backs to Edmonton. So yeah. they're gonna have to replace those guys too. So that'll be interesting.
0: And what's your biggest gap, Tyler? Sorry, we jumped ahead there.
2: Uh, it's gonna and that's gonna be defensive. That's also gonna lead into okay. the gap at defensive back by getting uh, losing those three guys. They didn't really replace them. I mean, they, I think, they got Tommy um,
0: Campbell, which is big.
2: Uh, but that'll be interesting because they're going to need it against uh, against teams like Hamilton. Uh, yeah,
0: no doubt about that. Okay, and now we move to the West. This for BC is I, I am kicking myself for it, but it's a speculative. Uh, or my biggest gain is uh Micah Johnson. Also mine. So, and both of BC, I have qualifiers on my biggest pickup and biggest gain. If it is true that Darrell Walker ends up going to BC, he will then be my biggest pickup. But currently <laughs> as it stands, it is Micah Johnson. Uh, he had a quiet season last year, but he's only one year removed from a 15-sack season. So that's a big guy to put in the middle there.
1: Yeah, I, I think um, just their their defense wasn't good. No. Um so adding Micah Johnson is uh especially someone who can get two quarterbacks. Um we just on both sides, so they were um ninth in sacks allowed and eighth in sacks yeah, given out. That's not good. Not good. Um so something's has, has to be done. They didn't make a ton of big moves, yeah. um, but I think him the second one would be uh Chris Casher. Yeah. Um, that was another one I was bouncing around, kind of like you were. You were talking about. You really you can't do it with one top flight. No, add uh, Jr. to that. Line. Yeah. Um, so you really just need it, it, at least two guys who can be real uh, constant threats to the quarterback. Yep.
2: I think the answer is a lot more obvious. I think that they need to protect their quarterback and the only offensive lineman that they signed from off, out of their team is Riker Matthews, who Three Down Nation has referred to as a stud. <laughs>
0: he he <laughs> is lock, a stud.
2: They lock him up for two years. He's in his prime. He's 27 years old. Uh, but who's
0: their biggest pickup?
2: They, they, he's their biggest. He is literally their biggest oh, pickup. Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> I was like, I didn't because I didn't hear the words, I was totally lost.
2: <laughs> he's 6'6", 309, John. I'm pretty sure he's their Holy biggest shit. pickup.
0: <laughs> no, he's a big boy. Uh,
2: they need to shore that up. They need to keep. They need to keep Riley upright. Uh, they don't need him on the sidelines. So it's gonna yes. be. It's got to be Riker Matthews. Uh,
0: for me, their biggest loss. Put an asterisk on this is going to be Sean Lemon. Uh, they had a great guy to pair with Micah. And Casher, um, or uh, but they're going to let him go. So Sean Lemon, who's at 18 sacks over his past 23 games for BC, uh, looks like he's out the door. And I think uh, wherever he lands, I think somebody is going to be very happy.
1: Uh, for mine, it's Brandon Dozier, Damn it. uh, Damn who <laughs> who came in uh, last year after uh, he was in 2018 All Star over in Montreal. Um, you know, just on a kind of anemic. Uh, defensive team. He was was kind of a bright shining star. So um, came in, had a really bad season as far as the whole team is concerned, and then uh, dipped out to Calgary. So uh, best of luck to him.
2: There wasn't a lot of teams that picked up BC players. Only only three. Uh, the only one team to pick up multiple was Montreal, who picked up three defensive players from BC. So they must really think highly of them. It's the answer is Brandon Dozier. Matt stole my thunder, of course. This is like the problem with going if last. You go I want to go second I, next yeah, time. I thought I had like a hot one, and I was like, "Damn."
0: Um, okay, I'll go, well then, I'll
2: go second on Sketch. Don't I'll, please. I just don't want to. That's the only one I want to go second on. That's fine.
0: Okay, uh, you go their, on their the biggest game. gap is still offensive line. Definitely. Okay, like Tyler said, they picked up Riker Matthews, which is great. Um, unfortunately, you need four other guys to make an official offensive line. Um, and they,
2: they re-signed Hunter Stewart, but I mean, it's like re-signing like somebody who was on a terrible offensive line. Like, I don't know if that does anything.
0: And they lost, uh, Jean-Simon Roy to Edmonton. I mean, you would
1: think a team that gave up 58 sacks last year would yes. make shoring up the offensive line, a top priority. You would think, um, but yeah, only one offensive lineman signing. They're waiting for uh, the draft. For
2: Watch, listen to the last episode. They're waiting for the draft.
1: All
0: right. Uh, Calgary, for me, uh, their biggest loss or their biggest pickup, uh, Richard Leonard. Uh, like I said, he was my biggest loss from Hamilton's biggest loss, and that means he's Calgary's biggest pickup. Uh, we've already gone over his stats. Uh, I think it's going to be a great addition to the Calgary secondary.
1: Uh, I think uh, another defensive player, uh, Cordero Law, coming back, yes, had ten sacks, good. two forced fumbles last year. Um, you know. Uh, Calgary's a weird team for me. Uh, it seems like, based on their all their stats, they did well, but they just... Then maybe it's just because Winnipeg and Skatch, and th- you know, the East was finally not a complete joke. You, you kind of forget about them. Obviously, the Bo Levi injuries. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a, a big, big resign for them. I think they're going to do good things this year. Yeah,
2: I'm going to go with Derek Wigan. Crime, okay. twenty-seven, mean, got four sacks last year, put a all on special teams. He's coming. He's coming.
0: Okay, I like it. Uh, for their biggest loss, uh, for me, it's Reggie Bagleton, who's going to the NFL. Uh, <sighs> but within the CFL, I have Don Jackson. I actually, because they, they don't, they now have one running back in Kadim Carey or Ante Milanovic leader as well. But I don't think uh, he's a he's a, a, a uh, he's starting running back, to be frank. So I think losing Don Jackson uh, to Hamilton is a big, big deal.
1: Yeah. Don Jackson is definitely a relative big loss. Um, uh, I think uh, it's Chris Casher. Son of a bitch! Um, <laughs> <laughs> How do you keep doing
2: this to me? I think the, sorry, you, you go. You talk about Chris. Chris Casher. This is why they... Uh, my, this was going to go back to my other one. They needed to keep people on the defensive line to get sacks. They lost seven sacks with Casher, so they had, yeah. to, they had to bring back Wigan. Uh, seven out of
1: their 35 last year. I think,
2: they, I think they have enough talent on the offensive side of the ball. It's, it's keeping that defense up that's going to have to go against, you know... Like you said, it's going to have to go against Winnipeg and Sketch and... You know, it, in Edmonton. In Edmonton. <laughs> Thank you. M- oh, for the- <laughs>
1: As as the off goes on, we'll talk about Edmonton, about how good they are.
2: Oh, I don't know about
1: how, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but but yeah, I think I think Chris Casher is, is a huge get for BC and a huge, loss, in a huge uh, loss.
0: And so, for like I I kind of uh, hinted to my biggest gap uh, that Calgary needs to fill in is the running back position. I like Kadim Carey, but last year they had an issue trying to do running back by committee. Now they've got, I think Kadim and Leader are their only two options right now. I think they're going to
1: need to Leder, add to that.
2: Leader, Leader,
1: Ah. If you had to guess how many yards per game um, Calgary had, total rushing yards per game: 85. Oh, you'd be wrong. It's 71.3. Oof. And,
0: Tremendous oof.
1: <laughs> and that's on a team that, you know, uh, Toronto and Ottawa also had very low. Um, Yards per game on the ground, but that's because they were throwing pretty much every time because <laughs> it was you know second and eighty five for most of their uh, their possessions. But yeah, for a team like Calgary who um, moves the ball so well, yeah. to just not run at all, pff, I don't know, man. Which, so
2: which brings up a good point because they resigned three of the offensive linemen from that offensive line, so. You can throw a different running back in there, but if the offensive line is only good at pass blocking, that's a problem. Okay, so that's fair. They only picked oh. up. One, they picked up Sean McEwen from Toronto. That was their only outside of the organization offensive line pickup.
0: Um, moving on to the future 2020 Grey Cup champion Edmonton Eskimos. <laughs> uh, my best pickup for them uh, is Justin Tuggle, baby. Uh, you which bet is
1: your sweet bippy.
0: Going it's the, to coincide it's the because the biggest loss for me is Larry Dean, so you need somebody to fill his shoes. Let's have Justin Tuggle come on in. Uh, 88 tackles last season, one sack, two picks. Uh, I think he's going to fit in nicely in Edmonton. Same for you guys,
2: Tyler. You're going I, second now. I sir.
1: Oh,
0: okay. He's got. I, I guess I.
1: So yeah, my my top loss was another committee was uh Dean Unamba and uh Hunter yep. um, from the defensive backfield. That's just a huge and they really, you know, the Tuggle signing is a is a step in the right direction to fill that gap. Um but those are Three huge losses, and you kind of wonder what the feeling is around the locker room. Yeah. Like these guys, Dean and Anamba just signed last year, and kind of a pretty high-profile signing mm-hmm. uh, to bring those guys together. Um, and for them to then head out is uh, oh, I'd say it's concerning. It's not concerning actually, but it's a little concerning. <laughs>
0: it's a little concerning, and Larry Dean is you know the biggest loss. Ninety-four tackles heading out the door is never a good thing. <laughs>
2: Deveris Daniels could end up being a – I have him, Deveris Daniels. Yeah, there are a lot of defensive players that I could have picked, like a lot of the defensive backs or linebackers. But I'm going to go with Deveris Daniels just because if he if he shines in Toronto, they're going to be missing him. And I mean – Your former – well, he
0: was. Tell everybody how much you love him.
2: You picked I, him first I overall. I loved him so much that I picked him first <laughs> overall. <laughs>
1: Which, yeah, well. which,
2: which, which, doubling back on the Reggie Bagleton thing, Reggie Bagleton has saved my fantasy season two years in a row, and I can't—I don't have him to save me this time. So. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> in terms of fantasy, that's probably the player I'm most concerned about not being in the CFL.
0: Uh, my biggest gap for Edmonton is their DBs. Now, like Tiger, Tyler said, they signed a bunch of Argos DBs, um, which is really weird, I guess. Like the Argos (laughs) were not the best like defensive team in the world last year. No. So maybe it's just a change of scenery that's gonna uh, ignite them. But I think DBs. But that's the thing. Also, is Edmonton wasn't very good. Their DBs weren't great either. So I don't know what. I don't know if they're just replacing bad guys with worse guys, or bad guys with slightly better guys. No. You (laughs) can you can
2: can win the you can definitely win the Grey Cup with a bad defensive backfield for sure.
0: Yeah, in a passing league. Absolutely. Uh. We are you guys. What's the biggest gap?
1: Uh, receivers. No. They, uh, yeah. Wrong. Um, yeah, I just think uh, losing uh, Ajay and Daniels, and not really having a the the guy anymore, um, a little concerning.
2: I think I'm with John on this one. The backfield is, is got to be the got to be the primary concern.
0: Um, no. Very good. Uh, Mm -hmm. for Sketch, i will go first tyler will go second (laughs) okay their biggest uh re-signing for me was cameron judge Uh, he was number one on my non-quarterback free agent list for a reason Uh, he's a big old mean canadian right in the middle of scatch's defense who's going to just keep improving i'm very stoked about him
2: yeah, Cameron Judge is the correct answer to this question. Uh, they're bringing the band back together. They only signed one person outside the Dude, organization. They brought
0: the yeah, they did.
2: They are the, just so everybody knows they, they brought. Back, I think they brought seventeen players back. Um, I bet I, they're kind of they got to be thinking. You know, we're just one less Cody Vajardo injury or you know one offensive line push to the end to to get a, a major from the Great Cup. So uh-huh. I think I think they're just looking to repeat everything last year. So yeah,
1: very good. Uh, for me, it's Solomon Elamimian, uh, oh, who's on love um, it. on my uh, top five non QB free agents. Uh, they, got they got both of those guys. Yes, that's El-Mimian. huge.
2: It's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the biggest loss for me, Micah Johnson. Now they brought a bunch of great guys back, so I think their defense is fine. Um, but like I said, like these, really, last year was the highest paid defender in the league. He's exceptionally good. You, no matter what you have to replace him, uh, you never want to lose him.
2: We lost Thigpen. It's not the end of the world. I, it, the, the, you, John is correct that it is the only real like one. I'd be like, oh, I wish we'd resigned. Is Micah yeah. Johnson? But uh, yeah, if we're looking at offensive players, uh, Marcus Thigpen. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah a really good uh, off season for Skatch. Uh, my my biggest loss is Micah Johnson. Sure. Although um, I don't know if losing a guy like Micah will hurt as bad for Saskatchewan as it would for another team in the league. Um, Yeah. yeah, They really just did not lose anyone. Shaq Evans, I
2: think will be end up being just in terms of if, if he can keep the same level or elevate him and Kyron
0: Moore this year, I'm so excited for
2: are going to be, it's going to be awesome. Uh,
0: Their biggest trouble with biggest gap. Now this is, uh, this is again a stretch. Coaching, back up running <laughs> coaching.
2: Back. coaching, offensive play calling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Backup running back. Uh, because they lost Marcus. Really, I I don't really have a uh, gap for Scatch. Scatch to me is the most. I would be most confident in either them or Hamilton week one if it started t- tomorrow.
1: Yeah, yeah. Put it put a gun to my head. I would probably say uh, the running back core, but I'm going to say. Sketch has no gaps right now. They're they're looking nice.
2: Offensive play calling. <laughs> yeah, hey, you it, got it, Jason Moss. I gotta have faith in Moss, but offensive play calling. When the ti I'm I'm actually not cons- I'm not concerned about the season unless there's a major injury to Fajardo or something like that. But I am concerned about when it when it comes when the when the playoffs are here and all you have is one game. That yeah, that the, okay. that the, that the play calling is gonna be right. So I guess coaching. Yeah, um, to, I guess it has nothing to do with free agency, but
0: that's all right. Uh, okay, we are finally on our final team. Uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Grey Cup champions. Uh, their biggest re signing has to be Willie Jefferson. There's That's not obvious. much to say. Yep. 15 <laughs> sacks, eight forced fumbles. He was just a man possessed. Ridiculous. Big Willie Jefferson. And so now he's back to
1: do more damage. Yeah, the kind of opposite of Edmonton locker room. It feels like. And uh, Saskatchewan is the same way too. It feels like everyone in Winnipeg and Saskatchewan is bought in yes. um, on the twenty
2: twenty season.
0: Yes, agreed.
2: Tyler, it's. Ugh, I want to. I want to go Clarios just because it's, it was such a huge decision for the for the organization to stick with Clarios. Yeah, that's go, a I'll big go, I'm decision. Go like it cool. really is. Yes. Like like yeah, retaining Willie Jefferson is the best defensive player in the league. Is is huge, but. But Caleros is like that's that's who they're gonna ride or die with, and I think that's the most important free agent decision they made. Okay,
0: their biggest loss uh, was Matt Nichols. That is
2: correct. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. no shit.
0: The biggest loss, Matt Nichols, and is is that all three of us say that? Oh yeah. Okay, and then I'm gonna jump to number four, Uh, or sorry, the gap. Winnipeg has a glaring gap, and his name is Chris Streveler. Okay, because what they did last year to get to the Grey Cup does not happen if they're not running a solid amount of plays with Streveler at quarterback, mixing things up, shoving the ball down people's throats, and then having a few passes here and there. So, who are they going to have fill that role? Because I don't think Caleros can do it all season long without a Streveler uh, to lean back on. So, I think that is a massive,
1: massive gap. Um,. I agree, although it may not matter. I I think my their biggest one is, eh. No, you're right. Yeah, they're they're just.
0: How are they going to replace their system? Is broken. They exactly. They have to run a
2: new offense. Yeah. Who's their backup quarterback right now?
0: Sean McGuire.
2: If 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 if, if, if this if this season is anything like last season, Sean McGuire.
0: Yeah, Sean McGuire.
2: If this season is anything like last season and you have quarterbacks getting hurt all the time and backups playing meaningful minutes, that will be that will spell Winnipeg's doom.
0: It, and that's and
2: that's all under the assumption that Claros is just going to be it, you know, it doesn't pull a Joe Flacco and goes wins you the Grey Cup and then comes back next year, gets a but contract. here's the, here's and just the thing though.
0: Claros can Claros can be good and it's still going to be a massive issue that they don't have Strebler. Yes. So that's like he can be good to quite good and it's still going to be an issue that they don't have strebler so yeah I, i'm interested to see how that plays out
2: i also think uh, aging receiving core uh okay agreed darvin is is old and i mean is he gonna is either is either two yeah
0: he's there two behind lawler and then i think they're looking to have a, a big bigger year out of
1: lucky well i mean they're they're pretty deep and, and I almost said receivers, but. No, um, I think, like, think Law. I, gonna... I
2: just said aging receiving core just because Darvin. Dar- yeah. Dar- they re signed Darvin, which is kind of. He's 30 years old.
0: How will Drew Wolitarski do without his former roommate, Chris Streveler, on the team? <laughs> That's the question I want to know.
1: Well, who is. What's the big Winnipeg signing? What? The, the receiver. We're all looking to have a big breakout season. Oh.
0: Julian Fioli Godino
1: Fioli Godino, man,
0: <laughs> dude, Fioli Godino is my boy. You're right. That is a huge <laughs> signing. I shouldn't overlook that. Uh, he, he all right, was well, let's, do a, let's do a winner. And then I got absolutely wrap this balled up. out in the 2018 Grey Cup, by the way. Oh, uh, right. For me, the winner of so far of 2020 free agency, as much as it pains me, is the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, they were terrible last season, 4-14. Four and 14. They had to turn it around. What do they do? They sign Matt Nichols. They sign his backup. They sign the receivers I listed earlier in the show on defense. They sign Craig Rowe, Drake Nevis, Bazzi, Tommy Campbell. Um, they signed a bunch of really good guys that I actually think are going to make a legitimate difference. Uh, at this point, I would position uh, Toronto number two in the East. Nice. Just just based on talent that they've brought in, I think it's been that exciting.
2: Tyler, I think Toronto, in terms of where they started at the beginning of free agency and where they are now, made the, have made the biggest leap. So I think they yeah. just by the, that very fact they win. Although I will say that Sketch maintaining retaining all of that talent, specifically at the linebacker position, yep. is it, I didn't see them doing that, but the fact that they pulled it off is huge. So agreed. Um, Yes, I would say, so I would go Toronto, I would Toronto edges out Sketch, but Sketch is right there.
1: Yeah, that's exactly, I don't, I don't have much to add on that. Just that in return, in relative terms, the difference in Toronto, I think will be <laughs> huge in 2020. But uh, I'll, I'll just be a contrarian and say that. Maybe Scatch got all their free agency stuff done a year ahead of time, and so this is just carryover free agency winning. So uh, far, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like so far, my my winners teams that are winning is
0: Hamilton, Toronto, Scatch, Winnipeg. Yeah, I think those
1: four teams have really like had a great free agency period, and mostly you know three out of four of those teams yeah. uh, retention you know, did so well, yeah, in retention. Yeah um so which is and you know a big part in that is these one-year contracts um edmonton got absolutely reamed by one-year contracts Um, a lot of guys came and went um so to be able to hold that over um for for an extra year is really good so Very
0: good. All right. Well, that was such a succinct episode, boys. Um, Nice work. When
1: will we be back next? Probably in two weeks. I would say in about two weeks, yeah, once uh, free agency kind of dies down. Yeah, we'll probably give
0: uh, a touch-up on what else shakes out. Luke Tasker is still out there for anybody interested. Luke Tasker is still out there. I'm just saying. Manny Arsenault, Namon Roosevelt. Edwards. Armani Edwards. Yep. There's uh, a lot of talent. Uh, yeah. CJ Gable, Terrell Sutton. I'm just listing offensive players, but like, there's so many, so many good guys still out there. So yeah, free agency is hardly over, but I'm glad we got in to talk about how it's gone so far. Uh, we will catch you all soon. Peace.
2: Later. Bye.